Welcome back or welcome to the Single Track Podcast. I'm your host, Finn Melanson, and in this episode, we are talking with Nicole Bitter, a professional trail and ultra runner for Ultra based in Austin, Texas, ahead of her race at the Ultra Trail Cape Town 100K this upcoming weekend. All right, Nicole Bitter, welcome to the Single Track Podcast. Thanks. Honored to be here. So we could do an entire episode on your background, but for the purposes of this conversation, one thing I'm, I'm curious about is that you're also a successful lawyer in addition to being an elite ultra runner. And I have to imagine just the nature of that profession. It creates a lot of strain. Given your experience balancing the two careers, how do you monitor that type of mental stress and, and know heading into a race like Havelina or Ultra Trail Cape Town that you don't just have the fitness, but like that willpower, that mindset reserve to, to go to the well and to perform? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I can't say that I've always been successful in my endeavors, right? Sometimes it backfires, right? I, I can certainly say that there have been moments where having too much additional life stress doesn't result in successful races. So um, that being said, I think just having the mindset that all I can do is my best on that given day, right? I mean, from my perspective, I really value doing multiple things. And, um, you know, we, we all know balance is a tricky one, right? Because if you're balanced, you're not necessarily putting your all into a specific endeavor. So mm-hmm. from my perspective, I'd rather maybe be 90% at a couple of different things. And that I just find that brings me happiness as a human being. So I kind of prioritize my mm-hmm. happiness as a human being over maybe, um, you know, being the best ultra runner ever. Cool. Well, one other thing that I wanted to touch on before we get into the topic at hand, which is Cape Town, uh, my understanding, you know, Havelina was only two weeks ago. And my understanding is that you were there to race for a golden ticket. You've had great success on the circuit before and at Western States, you narrowly missed second place to Riley Brady. I recently had Riley on the podcast, talk about their experience and listen to your conversation with, with, uh, with Zach on HPO. And I thought that was excellent too. Um, for listeners and viewers that may have missed that, can you share any thoughts and feelings you have about how things were handled at the finish line and maybe what you would like to see moving forward, either from like a cultural standpoint or a policy standpoint when it comes to competitive women's ultra running? Yeah, so that's a really good question. And I think at the end of the day, um, really, I gave the race my all and I was happy. Um, Devin and Riley were phenomenal and certainly earned the golden tickets and very supportive. Um, You know, again, I did the best I could on that day. And so I was proud. Um, Practically speaking, I think from a race perspective, everyone's just trying to do the best they can, right? I think um, I'm very supportive of inclusivity and I want there to be participation of everyone in sport. And I'm I'm very um, passionate about that. I mean, I actually do a lot of legal work related to mental health. And so, you know, from my perspective, I think that's very critical. I do think it's very important that as we all evolve, though, we protect women's sport. And I think there needs to be the appropriate thought put in place around structuring races. And again, everyone is just trying to do the best they can. I certainly um, understand that. And at the end of the day, um, 
you know, I, I think it's just a lesson that as we we um, structure categories and events, just being thoughtful of what we're doing so that we give everyone the opportunity to compete. Um, so, but at the end of the day, I think we'll see a lot of evolution in this space. And I think we just all need to follow the science, right? I really think it's critical that um, we just continue to evaluate all of these issues and, and use what, what is available from a biological perspective to make competition fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more thing on the Javelina front. You had an excellent race there, obviously, third place female, top 10 overall. It was one of the most competitive American ultra fields of the year. One thing I'm curious about there is your interest and your ability to race Cape Town four weeks later on relatively limited rest. Can you talk about how you approach that relatively quick turnaround and and what you do in scenarios like this to show up as as well rested and and hungry for competition as possible? Yeah. um, So a couple of things. So conveniently, I've been very busy at work the last um, two weeks. So it's made um, it very easy for me to rest because I've had to really prioritize some things going on at work. So that's kind of advantageous. Um, I think also just knowing that um, the Cape Town course is going to be very challenging. I live in Austin, Texas now with my husband, and we certainly don't have regular mountain training. So there's the element that at the end of the day, I'm signing up to do this and give my all. But I probably would say that I prioritize my training for Javelina just because that's what's available to me. Um, So I'm just looking at the race in Cape Town as an adventure to give, to do the best I can. Um, But certainly a a list of phenomenal um, ladies competing. So um, I just really want to see what I can do. I, I just love going to international races and just um, seeing new places. And I don't know, to me, that's what's so special about the sport. I, I'm probably better doing flatter type events, but I'm just so passionate about checking out the world and um, getting away from my computer. So that's what really draws me to some of these, you know, adventure races. Super cool. Yeah. I was going to ask what, uh, cause I know you have some experience on the international scene you've done. I think UTMB, I want to say Madeira, what, uh, what specifically stood out to you with Cape Town in that race in particular? Oh, I've just always um, wanted to go to South Africa. It just, I've heard wonderful things um, and I'm able to go on a little safari after. So all in all, but I've, I've seen pictures of the race and it's just always looked magical. So, um, but I've, I've always had the best time going to these international races and just experiencing the culture and, it's just such a different experience. Um, people speaking different languages. I um, I have fond memories of running the Hong Kong 100K and just you would never expect that you're in the middle of the jungle and looking down on the city of Hong Kong. I, I don't know. It's just to me what makes um, some of the ultra runnings so cool, the experience. Super cool, yeah. One thing, so you mentioned uh, living and training in Austin, Texas now, and it's not super conducive to these ultra mountainous terrain type events. 
I know that a lot of your success and a lot of your interest has been on the golden ticket scene with Black Canyon and Javelina and Western. And this has been like a condensed, if if anything, training block for Cape Town. In in a hypothetical scenario where you have a lot more time to get ready for this event, do you go on like training vacations to more applicable locations or do you still do something in the Austin area? That's a really good question. In the past, there have been times when I've kind of more taken um, maybe a week or so and gone out to the mountains and been able to do some running out there. I'm very fortunate to have some good friends that um, live in the Telluride area. So that is pretty much one of the most beautiful places I think in the U S maybe I'm biased, but um, so any chance I, I have the opportunity to get out there and visit them. That is something I definitely um, first of all, the company first and foremost is the reason for the visit, but then it's nice to get in time in the mountains. But in the past, I've done some mini training blocks, not probably as many as I should, um, Mm. which makes it challenging. I think the first time I did Western States, I lived in Dallas, Texas. And so, you know, I've pretty much, I know potentially that that is something that I could improve upon is, you know, spending more time in the appropriate training environments. But at 40, I don't know how many, (laughs) how much more time I have to correct this issue. You mentioned that this race might be more of an adventure than your best uh, competitive performance. But I'm curious, you know, it is truly, I'm surprised at how stacked of a field that this race is, given that it's based around the uh, US or the World Mountain Running Champs and Javelina and couple UTMB World Series events. It's, it's really impressive. Um, do you have any competitive uh, goals for this race or expectations? And do you have any, if you like look back in your history in the sport, are there any times where you've raced well on relatively short rest? Yeah, I, I generally am okay to do a pretty quick turnaround time. I honestly didn't do a lot of racing earlier in the year. So I think that's beneficial going into this. I don't feel super taxed. I feel pretty recovered. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel good going into the race. I mean, it's hard to evaluate. I'm not particularly good at looking at who the competition is. So you probably know better than I do who's running in the race. I did see some of the list and just kind of looking at emails and it looks like very stacked. So, you know, I'll do the best I can on that given day. Um, I was able to get 10th at Madeira and that race was super technical and hard. So I was proud of that. Um, So, you know, I, I will give it my all and, you know, I, I will try and finish as, as quickly as I can so that I can then um, enjoy the recovery in South Africa. I don't want to look too far ahead, but just as a fan of the sport, I'm curious later this year, early next year, like Bandera, Black Canyon, Canyons, do you see yourself hopping in one of those golden ticket races to take another crack at Western? Yeah, that's a good question. I, um, I'm only about two hours away from Bandera. So I guess there's the possibility if I feel good after Cape Town, I might, um, join the fun. I haven't run the race. I think I did the race in 2015 and 2017. So maybe, um, go back this year now that we're back in Texas. So cool. Um, I love Black Canyon too. I really, um, you know, I, I like the, I like the, um, the races that are part of the, um, golden ticket events. I just, 
they all kind of are, I, I think canyons is harder for me, just given the climbing. I experienced that this year, but um, I, I like most of the races and events. Last question I have for you. If I understand correctly, you are an ultra sponsored athlete. What shoes are you wearing for this race? I am going to be wearing the Mont Blanc, the Boas. I love them. They're wonderful. The tread is phenomenal. And um, I think I will need it out in Cape Town because it looks like it's going to be quite technical. Awesome. Well, Nicole, great to meet. We're excited to watch your race unfold here in a couple days at Cape Town. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Before we sign off, if you are a fan of the show, please consider supporting us with a rating and review in your podcast player, a donation on Patreon, or the use of our sponsored discount codes in the show notes. Thanks again. We really appreciate your support. Really appreciate you listening. Until next time, I'm your host, Finn Melanson, and you have been listening to the Single Track Podcast.